Hello and welcome to Media Monsters, now with 50% more sugar. I'm Nick and I am joined by Alex and Jim and uh, we'll start off with that eternal question. What are you watching? Jim, why don't you go ahead? I actually uh, got around to watching CODA this week and um, it was really, really good. I was not expecting it to be uh, a tearjerker at the end and I wasn't expecting the um, acting to be so fantastic, but then again, it walked away with a whole bunch of Oscars this year, didn't it? Uh, Did it get Best Picture? It got Best Picture. I don't know about what else it got. I uh, I, I, I don't watch the, the Oscars a, anymore. I, yeah. <laughs> I think we were recording when the Oscars were on, when the, when yeah, the slap happened. Yeah, we were. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think the father also got an Oscar as well. Uh, but everybody in that cast was just incredible. My father was gushing over the location of it because it's one of his favorite places in the world. Uh, but um, as somebody who, as somebody who um, lived in, uh, well, I went to college at uh, Rochester Institute of Technology, um, and the uh, National Technical Institute for the Deaf was integrated into uh, RIT. So I, it was very interesting to see that world again that I haven't really had um, had much interaction with in, in you know 20 years or so. And it was it's a very heartwarming story and definitely worth anybody's time to sit down and watch that and enjoy. Um, other than that, I, uh, you know, continuing on with Picard and. Um, How is I, that? I, I've, I I've heard it's not it's not great right now. It's uh, it, it's got the money behind it, um, but it just seems like else. the story, the, the story is just kind of, you know, rewashed over and over. Um, I'm looking forward to the fact that they're going to actually bring um, the entire cast of Next Gen into next season. Uh, but um, I, I saw that announcement and I, I, it has me a little worried considering the state of things. Well, you know, they, they brought in uh, Data as um, uh, one of the uh, Dr. Sung's, uh, um, uh, I guess he would have been Dr. Sung's like great grandfather or something like that. And it's, a, it's interesting, but it, it just seems like, you know, didn't we do this before? Why do we have to do it again? But, you know, and, and I'm kind of wondering, you know, people talked about getting sick of, of having so much Star Wars. You know, there's a, yet another Star Trek show coming too. And I actually have, I, I, I'm more interested in that than I am in Picard at this point. But, um, you know, it's... Yeah, I'm definitely more of a Star Wars fan than a Star Trek fan, but you know, I, I held out a lot of hope for this. Uh, it, it's a beautiful looking show. It's uh, they've thrown a lot of money at it. Um, I, I think I like Discovery better, and you know, I, I think that I'm gonna like uh, what's the, what's the new one called? Whole, uh, something New Worlds or something like that. Strange New Worlds, I think. Strange New Worlds, yeah, the one with, that's uh, more it's about around Pike. Uh, Christopher Pike. Yeah. yeah, I think that one's gonna be good. Uh, and then I also watched um, uh, a, one of the first movies I ever saw on Laserdisc. I actually rewatched again last night, uh, Flash Gordon. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I've had a, a little bit of a busy week. So I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is a new movie uh, with Michelle Yeoh. It's about this crazy multiverse adventure that she goes on where she has to kind of like self-actualize basically through the multiverse and it's it's very um it's very like odd and weird um Kihyu Kwan is in it who who played short round um 
and he hasn't acted in anything for like 30 or so years so it was really cool to see him and uh oh james james hong is in it who's who's in like everything he's in like blade runner he's um uh i can't remember his name the he's like the main bad guy of uh big trouble in little china lopan yeah lopan lopan yes you are fired i think he also You're says fired. i uh, only make eyes yeah he's yeah it's that I guy i make your eyes i make your eyes forgive me for forgetting lopan's name all right <laughs> I didn't know this was such a crime. Um, That's the equivalent of calling stormtroopers white knights. <laughs> uh, so I saw that last night, and then immediately afterwards, I went to a screening of uh, the Evil Dead at um, the AFI Silver Spring, which was uh, super cool. They're playing all three of those movies soon, so I'm excited to uh, to see those. Um, and then just for class, I watched a documentary kind of documentary called Dawson City Frozen Time, which is about this uncovering of old silent films in like the middle of the Yukon. And the documentary is actually constructed almost entirely out of these silent films that they dug up out of the ground. And it like tells tells its story that way. It's it's very interesting. Um yeah. And then finally I uh I watched a little film from nineteen eighty called uh Flash Gordon. Um, but, uh, Fig Figglestein, what have you been watching, sir? So the Figglestein, <laughs> so I've been, again, I'm watching more YouTube. I discovered, um, something on there called Informer, which is on uh, vice. Uh, it's something vice puts out there about five minutes, 10 minutes long. I don't know why I torture myself with these. <laughs> so I, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty heavy stories. They tell you a little too much. Are they kind of like um, soft white underbelly? What are these? So it'll be things like uh, one of the tame ones I listened to was about a guy who's a luxury yacht dockhand who he, you know, he brings up the fact that everyone thinks it'd be glamorous that, his, you know, he drives around, you know, he goes around the world on these yachts and every he's in a new place every night and everyone thinks that's great. But he also brings up the fact that he has to go in and, you know, shoe prostitutes off the boat and clean up just just absolute debauchery and the crap that you know he gets put through from you know just billionaires um it's stuff like that people who talk about like banker like bankers um hackers it's just it's all done um it's always about it's always got a guy who's they're always wearing the same clothes as each other and they always have um this one kind of um pretty awful mask on so and they change their voices so it's it's pretty interesting it's a, it's a, they're about five, 10 minutes each. I've been watching a lot of ice on YouTube. Um, is this a more realistic below deck? No, it's just, it's not, it's just based on a lot of, you know, the stuff that like the, the sad parts of human nature and uh, just the debauchery and whatnot. I also watched uh, the girl from Plainville who, you know, anyone that I started watching that, that's about Michelle Carter and, and Conrad Roy. Um, there was a, there was a documentary on HBO max called, I love you now die. That's about a case that was, it was centered in the area where actually Jim and I, uh, lived, um, well, Jim lives I went in to that school with Conrad, the, the older the year after me, no, the older, that's the, the father, the, the younger, the son, whatever the, like his aunt, his aunt went to school with me. Um, I know some other people that know 
Um, I, a guy I know he's, he's married into the family as well. And that the gentleman, the, the guy, the Conrad who killed himself, the younger Conrad, he, he killed himself in the Fairhaven Kmart, which is really when they show the Fairhaven Kmart in, uh, in this movie, it, it does not resemble anything about Fairhaven at all. It looks like something in like, you know, Podunk, Kansas. And uh, as well as they describe, there's a really, it's kind of like a laughable line only because we know we're, you know, being familiar with the area. He says, uh, he asks her, she's like, oh, you're from Mattapoisett, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, she's like, I've heard about it. And he's like, what have you heard? And she goes, I heard it's pretty rough. <laughs> That that's <laughs> that's Poison is not that's, rough. <laughs> that's not that's not Matt of Poison. So it's it's no, actually pretty, no. yeah. Um, so we watched that, and uh, I started watching. Our flag means death. Finally, and I'm I'm not into it. I'm just not into it. I'm I'm good. I'll watch it to make sure I'm not into it. But right now, it might be a hard pass. Um, I started watching Tokyo Vice before we started tonight. That's pretty decent. It's good. And then uh. I'm a I'm a big Michael Mann fan, so I'll be I'll be into that. I'll be watching that. It's pretty. It's it's good. The tone's real good. It's real nice. Um, it's not what I thought it was going to be about. I didn't really know too much about it other than the name. I thought it was actually going to be a cop show, um, but it's not. Um, but it comes off like a cop show at first. Uh, but like I said, I'm only a little bit into it, and uh, I actually watched um, I watched Flash Gordon this week. <laughs> So if nobody could figure it out, we're talking about Flash Gordon this week. Um, and what a movie to Flash. watch. <laughs> what a movie to watch, man. I, I, I really, really liked this. This was my first time watching this. And um, we'll get into it. But I, I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the, the kind of history surrounding this movie first before we got, got into the movie itself, if, um, if you guys would be into that. Yeah, let's 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 trade war stories on this one. What we know? <laughs> no, you you definitely have to talk about the history of Flash Gordon before you can. Uh, well, I, I guess you can watch it and then go back, but otherwise, it, people would just say this is this is this is just plain horrible. Um, but when you think about the history of you know Buster Crab uh, versions of of um, Flash Gordon, then it it definitely gives it a lot more foundation. Yeah, an interesting factoid real fast is that um, Jim mentioned before that it's actually the first movie he saw on Laserdisc. It's, I was actually with him when we saw this. It, not even that it's the first movie on Laserdisc. We didn't, like, when we saw someone pull this out in, you know, 1981, like, whenever it hit Laserdisc, we saw someone pull this Laserdisc out. We were like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And it, we were blown away. They also had Airplane as yeah, well. Yeah, that was we the watched, other one. Yeah, we watched Airplane um, as well as... Did they have Star Wars? Did he have no, Star Wars? No. So, I think we um, saw, we saw um, a Star Wars on a 8mm. It was like 15 minutes of it. Yeah. At a so birthday party. Yeah, that's so that's like... You know, like when, when you came forward and was like, let's talk about Flash Gordon. I was like, hell yeah, let's talk about Flash Gordon. And immediately I was like, that's the movie that Jim and I we saw it over, you know, his friend's house. Um, and I was young and I, I, that's the first one. Like I know I went to either the Muppet movie or star Wars first as a movie, but like flash Gordon is, 
has the had probably the biggest impact of science fiction for me because I remember that and I can remember like the excitement of of seeing it at that house and like being like you can see movies at a house that's not on network tv it was it was it blew me away it was really cool and then to see them pull out this gigantic laser disc wow man that's that's a platter I remember the first time I saw a laser disc I was like that is one big dvd because <laughs> that's that's the only frame and, of reference and... that I had for this thing Correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember, number one, you put the laser disc in, and then you took it right back out again, and then halfway through the movie, you had to flip it over and do the same thing. I, I think that's what I remember. I, Did you kind of like remember divics. the process? Wow, like honestly, dude, just talking about, it, I can remember him pulling it out. I can remember um, being over this house, and he he just brings this laser disc out and. I'm telling you, man, that just like the rainbow metallic colors on this laser disc, it was like, wow, what do you? I mean, it was bigger it was, than a than a full album, wasn't it? I I don't remember, but it was just so like, it blew me away. So that that really Future. that really stuck with me. Like, like wow, this is really really like that was in Flash Gordon, dude. I hadn't seen Flash Gordon, and it was like it blew me away. I knew what Flash Gordon was. Yeah, I just didn't. No, I had never seen anything about the movie. It was great. Yeah. So um, I guess for the uninitiated, we should we should talk a little bit about what the hell this is. So Flash Gordon is uh, a 1980 film, basically based on on serials from the from the 1940s, as well as a comic book of the same name. And it's it's kind of that like stereotypical like space adventure kind of thing going on, where it's you know it's some guy from Earth. He's actually he's a quarterback, which uh, which plays into the film. Is he is he not usually a quarterback? What are you, what are you what are you gesturing okay. at me? Flash Gordon is Flash Gordon was written by Alex by Alex Raymond in the nineteen thirties. It's based it it came out after Buck Rogers um, because they were capitalizing on the bu- the Buck Rogers serials. Um, it's based in a style called photorealism. Um, the, the comic book art style of photorealism it's very it, it's very very detailed it's very very simple uh very i guess you would call it what do you call it monochromatic um i don't know the just very straightforward uh colors it's it's, no, it's just like a, dick tracy there were only like eight colors that they could use exactly um and he's actually a polo star um he's actually a polo star originally i guess that yeah makes sense. and I, yeah and the what's really funny about Real, real quick factoid about the Buster Crab films and Buster Crab again, being what, the guy who made the serials. He made the he made the he was in the movies, the serialized movies. What's really funny about Buster Crab is, and Flash Gordon becoming after Buck Rogers is the fact that Buster Crab is Larry Crab who played Buck Rogers in the Buck Rogers serials, but he's he's credited as Larry Crab, and then when it comes to Flash Gordon, he's Buster Crab. And he also, and you got to also remember, this is at a time when um, Tarzan was a thing too. Tarzan was a serialized um, comic. He actually plays Tarzan in the Tarzan movies too. He was like a, a man for all seasons here. He's all over the place. He's in the jungle and in space. He's uh, he's he's the serial guy. He's the he's a serial actor. So another reason that I really 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 love um, Alex Raymond's art 
and out and flash gordon in particular and this is this is going to be really really this is more towards um this is going to mean more to us three than anyone else so alex raymond died at the height of uh flash gordon like he he died he he um somehow he drove a his friend's corvette with him with the friend he drove it right into a tree at the age of 46 which didn't no one understood why why it happened so that's that's not the interesting part do you know where he died no. he died in westport he died in westport connecticut no way true fact no way we used a, to live in westport connecticut a rural westport connecticut where jim and i lived and your father lived and whatnot where well my father and jim's father lived there as well as your father nick <laughs> and, and your mom mother. and your mom <laughs> So that's his the mother big, met big his history father. in Westport. Yeah, no. I... That's why I love. That's another thing that really speaks to me. Why I really love um, the Flash Gordon overall. Yeah, that's all. All the media we watch, I swear, has some some connection to like some part of Massachusetts or Florida that we can we can draw from. I swear. Um, Eight degrees of media monsters. <laughs> but uh, so. Back to this film. Uh, so it was made in 1980. It was I, I got to assume that this was largely finally got made after after Dino De Laurentiis, the producer, tried to make this for so long in 1980, after the success of Star Wars. It, I mean, I can I can only assume that that is why it got made when it did, because he he tried to push this on a lot of people. He tried to push this on Federico Fellini of all people. Uh, Nicholas Roeg, uh, Sergio, uh, Sergio Leone, um, until it finally landed with Mike Hodges. One of the people who wanted to make this movie was George Lucas. <laughs> who? Yeah, and I actually, I actually have a really cool factoid about that. Sorry to cut you off, Nick, but I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> go ahead. Go do ahead. you? So, do you know why Lucas couldn't make this movie? Too inexperienced. No. Maybe, but interesting, interesting. He actually, yeah, that's a good one about the, because like you said, he wanted to make Flash Gordon for so long, but, and especially after American Graffiti, but he couldn't get past the quote unquote red tape. Um, the red tape being Fellini, because <laughs> what's really interesting about Fellini is that Fellini actually was a, was an original, original comic book uh, artist on Flash Gordon in World War II. And had the actually had the option to film had the had the option to the film rights that prevented George Lucas from making the version from making this, um, as well as they also said that he didn't he didn't like the vision of this version of Flash Gordon and he wanted it more traditional. He thought that this one was just too goofy, you know, it can't be as you would, but he just was like, you know, he he was like finally like. You know, whatever, dude. I'm just gonna go make my own thing. And see that would have been goes. that would have been weird seeing like a very serious like Fellini, Fellini made <laughs> Flash Gordon. Cause I mean, I don't know if you guys have have you guys seen Fellini movies at all? No, I've seen no. about eight eight and a half minutes of one. Oh, <laughs> no, I've never seen one. Um, I've only I think I've only ever seen eight and a half. Um. But just based on uh, eight and a half alone, it's <laughs> this would have been a wacky film, yeah. But uh, on his way to make Star Wars, uh, George Lucas tried to make this and um, made this instead, which I I find that loop funny that he wanted to make this, but 
because he couldn't make this, he made Star Wars, and because Star Wars was made, this came out. Do you know who is uh? You know his cinematographer, uh, Gilbert Taylor on on um the the cinematographer for this, Gilbert Taylor was actually the director of photography for Star Wars. <laughs> it all yeah, it's it's actually really cool. All the loops to this is so it's so amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah, well, I mean, there's also there's also a few loops I, I I'm pretty sure that I see from uh, Jodorowsky's Dune because there is a lot of kind of stuff taken from that big production book that they had kind of passed around studios some of the costumes come directly from that book and that's There's really a couple of things taken from big trouble in little china or, or big trouble in little china took from flash gordon too by the way another star wars connection is that uh one of clytus's men is lobot yeah oh I've, i think kenny baker's a... somewhere in here too oh i've got a real good one i've got a <laughs> super deep cut on this go one. ahead go ahead so, like I said, I watched it today to refresh. So during one of the scenes, the scene where they go into the, the ballroom in front of Ming, Princess Aurora is taking a guy behind her. And he's, he's credited as being um, either Princess Aurora's pet mm-hmm. or they call him Fellini is his name. So I'm, and he only appears, he only appears a couple times in the film for like maybe a collective yeah. of like tw- 20 seconds. Like twice, yeah. Yeah, do you know what do you know what he did in regards to Star Wars? I'll tell Star you. Star Wars? No. He did I body know who it is. He did body work for Yoda and Oh yeah. And Nick, do you know who it was? I'm a big fan of this actor. Who, I think he's uh who the guy was? Yeah. Uh and you if you when you I see him it, you well, know I, him. I have it right in front of me, so I, I, I his name's Who is it, Jim? Deep Roy. It's Deep Roy. It's Deep Roy, dude. Deep and if Roy. you don't know who Roy. Deep Roy's the man, dude. You got to get into Deep Roy. Kenyan British because... actor. That's interesting. He, he's he's the Oompa. He's the Oompa Loompa. Oh my God, he is. Like, yeah, he You said that. You said that, and I looked right Oompa at him, Oompas. and I I, <laughs> I realized all, who this and, is. And it's funny if you look at Ming's henchmen, are they not Oompa Loompas? Yeah. There's, so there's a the bunch of Oompa. Yeah. There's a bunch of Deep yeah. Roy's cruising around. No, there's a bunch of people that look just like Oompa Loompas, but taller too. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of like the Hawkmen are kind of like flying monkeys in a way. There's a lot of like weird kind of like Wizard of Oz stuff maybe going on. I, there's okay, a lot so... of there's a lot of Return of the Jedi going on, which is weird because that movie doesn't come out for another three years. There's a lot of like a lot of Star Wars kind of like peppered in this, there, is. which I guess makes sense because. Star Wars is very based off of like Flash Gordon old serials like that. Yeah, like look at Princess look at Princess Leia's buns. Like the head buns. Um there's there's plenty of that along among oh, the, the serial. The head buns. Yeah, the bun yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Deep Roy. Anyway, so <laughs> so let's let's get into that. But Nick, tell us what this movie's about. Keep going. Like let yeah, us man. know what's all up. All right, all right, all right. So I got to hear your version. One day, one day, our man quarterback Flash Jones is uh, sitting in his car and uh, Max von Sydow, that evil son of a gun, playing Ming the Merciless, he decides, well, what if I made Earth my little play toy? And the only person who knows that this is going on is Dr. Hans Zarkov, formerly of NASA. (laughs) And... (laughs) And Han Zarkov's plan to stop all of this is to send a rocket into space to sacrifice one person 
to 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 be Ming's plaything. I think if if I'm <laughs> recounting this plot correctly, um, there's a lot so, that goes on in this movie in a very short amount of time. So <laughs> if I'm ever wrong about this, just say something. But he, uh, you know, they go up they go up to uh, see Ming after um, a ripoff of uh, 2001: The Space Odyssey happens. <laughs> as they travel to another galaxy. Um, and uh, they meet Ming, and uh, Ming kills Flash. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and then the movie goes on. <laughs> he, he allegedly kills Flash. He, he, he gasses him. Uh, Ming's Ming's daughter uh, 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 saves him in the end. But <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, it really tickled me that in the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie flash gordon was was dead quote unquote well and and that goes back to you know your buster crab series that you know if this was a serial you would have seen oh that would have been the end of that episode and then you'd come back. that's a really good point dude that's i never i never looked at it like that that's you would have come back and you know and and he suddenly would have been alive or you know and on the next episode they're suddenly in you know the Hawkman's world, or they're in the the tree area, or they're you know. So I think that's why you see so many different parts of uh, of I can't remember the name of the planet, but you know. Uh, Bes- Bespin and Kashik. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right. let's let's. Did you guys catch when the whole fight goes on on the like in in Bespin there at Vulton's Bespin lair? A how much that Vulton's palace is like that cloud city was ripped off from that B. well this movie Black... this movie came out first i looked at us up this movie came out in december empire came out in may this movie came out in december yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like did you see did you catch how much like empire was just ripped it just ripped it right off No, i'm saying like empire that... came out first empire came out in may of 1980 this came out in december um, of 1980 so okay so damn you flash gordon ripping off tubes but yeah like the whole scene where he he jumps down the tube to the hawkman rocket cycle which is which poses another question and don't like why do hawkman have rocket cycles they have wings like you have a superpower that people would kill for and you have so they can go faster super i know it's kind of <laughs> like a rocket I, cycle i know it's kind of like you know hey it's it oh it's kind of like the flying monkeys in the whiz like the motorcycle mm-hmm. gang, the fry, but no, it's kind of like, yeah, like I have a car. Why would, you know, I can still walk, but I have a car. So I'm just going to save my energy and ride this Hawkman rocket cycle. Yeah. I, I love, I love all the like weird world building that happens in this. This movie is, um, it's, it's just so fun. I, <laughs> I, uh, I jokingly, uh, started saying to my friends who watched this with me, I was like, Flash Gordon is the cure to the stresses and anxieties of modern day life because it's so it's so silly and yet it's played so sincerely in that way i kind of liken it to sam raimi's spider-man where it's like all of this is ridiculous all of this is very very stupid but everyone's playing it with such sincerity that it doesn't really matter and that's that's one of the things that i i really liked about this so, oh no, the cheese the cheese factor is off the scale, and you know they 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 had to have known that uh, because, I mean, the writing's not great, the acting's not great, 
the the writing's not great but it's really great (laughs) i mean the the graphics are you could practically see the wires on on some of the ships and and you know you you see that as the the hawkmen are flying all their wings are flapping at the same time and everybody is moving at the same speed you know it's it's ridiculous but they had to have known it because like you said this was filmed four years or it came out four years after star wars so the technology was there to make it look better they didn't do it so a lot of that a lot of how campy that is is because that the guy who's actually the um he's a screenplay writer uh lorenzo semple he actually wrote the batman 1966 movie so he he did that and he also what's really funny is he also did uh he did the unofficial james bond movie the never say never again and he he so he knows how to like he knew how to write really campy crap you know and he does it well but the funny part is and like you said that everyone's so sincere is the fact that the on the production crew half of them were italian and the other half were english were either british or american the italian people didn't understand that this was like kind of a joke movie in a way like they they didn't get it and like they thought this was like almost like like the next you know barbarella style kind of like erotic science fiction movie because dude that whole movie that's why you're getting like a lot of tones of campy scary and horny all at the same time this is this movie's completely horned up left and right all right now that we're going there yeah this movie's really (laughs) this movie is really horny (laughs) oh my goodness this girl's really turning me on this girl's really turning me on sorry that wasn't for you (laughs) Yeah, so I guess so back to like the the communication barrier. So the the guy who did all the the set design and the costume design, I guess he was like Fellini's boy. And he, he didn't speak he didn't he didn't speak English or he either didn't or he played that he didn't and he just did whatever he wanted. And Dino De Laurentiis was like, "Whatever, dude, I'm about him." And he's just like, "I guess they finally like stopped him because he wanted to put in one of the one of the set designs is he wanted to put a three lane highway through um aboria where where uh prince baron is from the trees and he wanted that was like a his big plan was there was going to be this um three lane future highway through through the forest that was supposed to be pink trees like doom is that you (laughs) yeah is it yeah but it was just it was it was nuts. And like they said, they, they just, they let him do whatever. And I guess like there was a lot of costume design issues where like all the Hawkman's like suits, they're so heavy that they, they weren't allowed to take them off. And if they sat down, they had to lay down on their stomach to like take a break. And they yeah. built, they built Brian blessed a, uh, a perch to sit on. <laughs> uh, and uh, they said like, so Clytus, so Clytus is actually a really, really, really cool character. Um, Clytus probably has, I think he's got a better death than um, Toth. Is Clytus, in, is Clytus <laughs> Dr. Doom? It, yeah, I just kept looking where, at him and I'm like, that's Dr. Doom. So, it, or, or Cheap Destro. <laughs> so I look at him, dude, and if you look at him, right, you look at this guy. So, oh, you want to know a really interesting fact about the guy who plays Clytus? Go is, ahead. I guess he was like, he played this sort of like I forget what the guy the character's name was. He was like basically this real really like pornorific like detective, super detective. 
who had like you know his he had a really nice like feathered hair and holy crap i'm looking at this man out of costume yeah this man definitely starred in some pornos in the 70s so he was in this like that was he had this whole film series where he played this this kind of like super pornorific detective or something like that and i guess it came out and they said that he that guy is the is the whole inspiration for uh austin powers the way he looks and uh is it's hilarious, dude. This guy's a really, really funny looking guy. But like when Clytus dies and like, you know, spoiler alert, the guy dies and they, they drop him on this big, you know, flash drops him on a bunch of spikes. The way his eyes bug out of his mask and his tongue falls out of his mask is just I was like, that's so Italian. I was oh, like, that's such dude, an Italian science fiction movie. I, I mentioned watching Evil Dead, man. Like, the way he died reminded me of, like, the way some of those demons die in Evil Dead. Like, it's, it's just, like, oozing goop out of their body. And you're just like, you have no idea what it is. Did you notice when people die on uh, on Mongo, uh, the, the planet they go to, they, they, they liquefy? I don't know if you noticed this. I I I may I maybe I did. I think I was too distracted by some of them having like purple blood. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> so that yeah. that brings yeah, general, go ahead with General Kayla. She was Clytus's the other general uh with with Clytus. When she died, you saw, you know, she basically turned into like Ben Kenobi. She all you saw was the robe was left. Very yeah, much she, like like she was the Wicked Witch of the West. She just melted into the ground. Yeah, and it's like, so going back to that whole thing where I said that, you know, it's so, you know, like you can tell there was just such a care. There was such a um, cultural difference. Like, I don't get it because Ming, Ming has got this really nice Max von Cito English voice. And Clytus has got a pretty decent voice too. But everyone else that works for, for Ming has he's really kind of like if you were going to do a stereotypical Italian voice, like they all sound like stereotypical Italian voices. You've got to be joking. Like you're, you're making this up, dude. Like this is going to get canceled. Did you guys notice that? Um, so when, when Baron and um, when Prince Baron, Dr. Zarkov are chained up in the, like they're chained in a dungeon, like it's a dungeon, right? And they're chained up against the wall. And apparently that they do sell spray paint on Mongo because <laughs> someone spray painted like yeah. what they say, like save, save Flash Gordon or Flash, no, Flash, Flash lives. Flash lives with like three apostrophe marks. Well, grammar, grammar exists on Mongo too. But they, yeah, I'm like, oh, I guess I got spray paint on Mongo. So I thought that that was pretty hilarious. And like, they're like, before we chain you up, is there anything you want to say? <laughs> Just put it on the wall. We'll get to it. Oh man, some of the some of the line delivery in this movie is just like it's it's so good. Gordon's alive. <laughs> that that stood it's out great. to me. I. But there are, there are so many there's so many like little innuendo lines which are also great. You know, we were talking about <laughs> how horny this movie is. There's so many like you know double entendres written into the into the script that are just so great i'll tell you this this movie this movie's a it's it's sitting at like a 9 out of 10 for me i think i would give this movie a 10 out of 10 if it had ended on his stupid jump that he does at no the it end. should have it's, that would have been breakfast club that would have been so good because it's so 
It's so funny. It's just so. <laughs> they... So so, you you mentioned about lines that were had you know steeped in innuendo. Um, there was one that made me do a double take. Like they just said what, uh, while they're wiping Doctor Zarkov's mind. Oh, the, recalls... the thing about Hitler. <laughs> oh yeah, Zarkov recalls his his past and his family being in in Germany and and recalls Hitler, and Clytus remarks, hmm, now he showed potential. I'm like, what? They just said, what? That <laughs> would not fly not today, but, like, it. that's such a good line. That's such a good villain oh line to God. look at footage of Hitler and be like, hmm, yes. <laughs> How very good. I believe it. Did you guys notice that, um, like, at the beginning, so talk about lines. Flash Gordon's got one of the best openings like it's got such a good opening when when they're just talking about how they're just gonna like blow up earth so they they're talking and they say like Clytus is you know he says you know Clytus I'm bored what plaything can you offer me today an obscure body in the SK uh, system the inhabitants you know refer to it as earth okay so you say earth like you've never heard the word earth before in your life but you have you have well, on your you have a button that says earthquakes <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, it's the, just... the engineers knew <laughs> the, the ming's ming's too ming's too busy to to know about earth that's the thing correct grammar like lives on mongo but like reading does not literacy does not you can, you don't have to be able to read to be able to do correct grammar so you know whatever i guess it's all hearsay up until that point, he was he was saying uh, earthquake, <laughs> yarth. He was he was Yarf. like totally mispronouncing it. He's like, "What is this button?" Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Did oh. you guys notice another thing? Did you notice that um, when when they're like going in to do so? Number one, let's talk about the 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 Hawkman attacking. You know, the final battle there. It's got one of the best. I'm sorry, dude. This soundtrack is so damn good. Oh my this god! Is so yes, good. that the Queen dude, soundtrack. Oh my god! Dude, I wasn't expecting that, it to be this good, but you could turn it on without not knowing anything about the movie, dude. They, so I had I had the Flash Gordon um, soundtrack on tape. I had it, and I like I loved it, and I I loved 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 it, and it, like I I probably paid it played it like no I'm not joking like 500 times, and it's. It's so Wouldn't it be good. awesome if I just pulled that out of a drawer right now. You probably have it in your house somewhere. It's probably it's melted. It's probably in my basement. <laughs> so it's just, but what's really, really cool, and it's funny because the impact that, that that soundtrack makes, like even you just saying pulling it out and me picturing me opening it, I can like feel how it, like how the tape case opens. That's how much of an impact that that soundtrack has on me. That that soundtrack is more like because they have lines from the movie in that in that, like on the soundtrack. And it's like yeah, that's how I knew like any line from this movie was. That's how I that's how I know yeah. them too, because I've heard them five million times. But it's like you have uh, especially Clytus on board. Yeah, dude, like such a good opening line. But you're talking about like how you know like it's just that Hawkman attack at the end is so good. The music is so so good. Oh my god, dude, and, this is a better this is a better final battle than Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> It ain't Endgame. 
but but when when in in the song and when uh and in the movie when uh voltan says dive i keep oh, thinking yeah, he's going yeah. die <laughs> and he, i i wait hold up hold up hold up he says dive he says dive wow i've he up until this die. I've believed for 45 years. It's like, it's 40, like me discovering like how that I, Girl from Plainville doesn't take place in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> this is, but, we're having a revelation right now. No, seriously, that's how that's how that's how great this movie is. It just keeps giving. <laughs> um, but and and I thought Voltan was Jonathan Rice Davies. I seriously thought that was Jonathan Rice Davies for the last if, 40 years. If it had years. been like two or three years later it would have been yeah it's, yeah it's, no i and and i had to go back and, and i'm like no 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 they're wrong it's it, it's jonathan rice davis and i'm like it's 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 not that guy does a and, great job though that uh no it's boss nass oh, is, he plays boss nass oh my He's god boss nass that yeah that's brian, um brian blessed brett blessed yeah brian blessed did he play Sa- it, did he play sala in in Raiders of no, the Lost Ark? No, no, Jonathan, Jonathan Rice Davies does. <laughs> so, it's... so by the way, um, Brian Blessed went. He does so many, so many cartoon voices. It's like you got to look up his IMDb uh, CV there yeah, this is, because this is ridiculous. he goes back yeah. on Family Guy as Prince Voltan. Well, that makes sense. I mean, ago. Seth. Seth MacFarlane loves this movie. There's that whole big joke in Ted where they they meet Sam Jones. And they... Oh, absolutely! And, and you know what? How many you know how many people probably went back and watched this movie well, because of Ted too. We, <laughs> we um, me and me and my friends watched that scene from Ted after we had seen this. Yeah, <laughs> and and we were like, but... oh, okay, <laughs> we get it now. And so, it's short aside. What's so funny is that like that's so faithfully recreated that that scene in in Ted. It's yeah. <laughs> what's really cool is just like how how many other actors in the, like how many other like connections that this has. Um, like, dude, seriously, you got four connections here that are connected to James Bond, the James Bond franchise. Um, Indirectly, you got Timothy Dalton who plays James Bond, Max von Sydow who plays Blofeld in Never Say Never Again, Topol who played uh, Columbo in For Your Eyes Only, and then the writer wrote Never Say Never Again. Like what? Like that's crazy, dude. So you've now been linked to Star Wars, Batman, and James Bond. Like just give me Godzilla, dude. And, and I could tie in a couple other movies. I got to assume that this kind of then goes into Dune because Max von Sydow was in Dune. Dino De Laurentiis produced Dune. Like I said, a lot of this took concept art from Jodorowsky's Dune. So, um, yeah. There's... And it's funny because I caught that. I caught that too. Like I caught like that vibe. And I was like, I didn't even look into it. And you just confirmed what I thought. Um, so I want to show you... Um... Plus the fact Rob, that Robbie Coltrane, Hagrid, yeah, I was 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 on the uh, at the airport at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, so randomly, like I don't, I don't, I didn't catch who he was, but I get, yeah, he was just some yeah. guy at the <laughs> at the and airport. It, yeah, because I looked at him like I know who that is, but you know, obviously he's a different size uh, than he is in in uh, the Harry Potter movies, um, and then. There's a couple of things that Big Trouble in Little China ripped 
directly off from Flash Gordon. Um, the wedding of uh, Gracie Law to Low Payne. Low Payne. Oh, yeah, sorry. dude. Totally. Dude, totally. The, 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 the total. The way that that whole scene well, that movie's is set just, up. That movie's steeped in like serial uh, filmmaking like that. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. That's. I mean, I don't know if I I just attribute that to Flash Gordon because like no 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 their wedding dresses are very yeah very the wedding similar. the wedding dresses yeah even even uh the horny daughters dresses are very yeah. much you know and then there's also in in Big Trouble in Little China remember the floating monster the floating monster head yeah the eyeball at one point what is that yeah the, flo- what the floating is eyeball that? guy. At one point, you see a point of view from the floating uh, the floating eyeball guy, and that point of view is extremely similar to what you see from the floating sphere droid. Extremely so, similar. So you talk about like you remember you keep bringing up Joe Rossi's Dune. Isn't it funny that like Queen wasn't Queen wasn't the first pick for the soundtrack? Um, it actually was Pink Floyd. Oh, oh, that's the yeah, because they were gonna do. It, uh, the music for Arrakis. They weren't going to yeah, do they, the music for both planets. They actually had another band on that soundtrack, but yeah. And it's really funny because like they even said when they're filming uh, the wedding scene for this, they actually were playing the music that was supposed to be for the film, the Pink Floyd stuff. They actually, so they're, you know, they, they have no way, you know, they're just grooving out to Pink Floyd um, about that one. And it's just, so are you saying that the actors are hearing Pink Floyd and, and not hearing Queen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. There you go. Yeah. Another uh, another connection I forgot about Richard O'Brien, who would go on to do uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. He's he's that little weird flute player in the background of uh, uh, Timothy Dalton, Krishik uh, World, whatever that place was called. Yeah, he's Arbor? he's uh, Aboria or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Aboria. Um, I should know that because I watched it today but yeah that's that he actually plays riffraff in uh rocky horror pictures yeah well he he wrote it too that's like yeah yeah i'm well where was uh you know you might as well throw him what's his name in there oh my god tim uh yeah i'm awesome at this timothy no no, timothy no what (laughs) who is frankenfurter tim tim curry tim curry jesus i'm gonna get (laughs) I am going to get boycotted by a lot of people for forgetting that. Like, I just lost all geek stature. It's a caffeine level. So let me ask you this. Um, other than Queen, have can you think of any other soundtrack that has yes. been so dominated? I mean, the only other one I could think what, of. Highlander? Come on. One band. No, I, I was Toto. thinking of Daft Punk for Tron Legacy. Toto for Dune. Toto? Toto did okay. all the music for Dune. Listen, I, you know what? okay. I remember just that now. Forget it. Okay, just forget it. You like seriously, you're gonna try to put anything like don't even talk about you just you're not allowed to you're talking Queen, you're talking the Flash soundtrack. Don't even bring up any others other soundtracks because <laughs> just the, the Flash Gordon soundtrack is is it's platinum legendary stuff. I think dude. I like, think Freddie had it. a had a crush on Flash Gordon. I think that's why this music is so good. I don't think it would be half as good if he didn't. That's my that's my headcanon. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's what I'm choosing to believe. Did you say headcanon? Yeah, why not? Is that a real thing? Yeah. Is that a true expression? Headcanon? Yeah. It's oh, it's nice. It's, yeah, it's it's something that like you think is true. 
but but like hasn't been confirmed or denied by anyone. It's your head cannon. I just I I just picture a thing that you put on the front of your head that is like very <laughs> like a head like, cannon? Like, like a literal head like, cannon. Yeah, but it comes out of your forehead. It's like a head cannon. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is a thing. I'm going to sell it at Alexander Kenny's Awesome World at Universal Studios as mentioned on episode 4 of Media Monsters. <laughs> ah. Oh my god. <laughs> You really want people to watch that episode in particular. <laughs> I do not. No. <laughs> uh, we got a viewer question, and by viewer question, I mean a question from Jim in the chat. Uh, <laughs> whose hand is that at the end that takes Ming's ring? I, it's ass- I assume it's hand. Ming. I assume that, I it's, know, that it I is Ming. No, I would think it was Clytus. I, I wish it was Clytus. Clytus would be the best because Clytus wants to get down with But it's still Ming's daughter. laugh. Did you know that? Um, this is true. Did you but know? I don't remember. I, I don't remember Ming having black gloves. Did you? Do you remember? That's true. He has. He has. He has he, red gloves. Maybe it's well. Is it gloves. another like serial villain from Flash Gordon? And maybe. Ooh. Maybe it's Tarzan. No, it, Mong. Mong. <laughs> Ling. Ming Mong. It's Ling and Mong. So, do you know what Flash Gordon is shot with at the beginning when he arrives on Mongo? Uh. Oh no! Oh oh! Yes, I do. It's the Schwartz. it's a hand. It's a handgun. Oh. He's shot with a like a literal a gun that shoots a hand. It's a handgun. It chokes him. Yeah. It's the silliest uh, thing I've ever seen. Yeah. But um, isn't isn't the the ring that Ming uses? Isn't that the Schwartz? From I would not <laughs> doubt. I'm pretty sure that's the Schwartz. Yes. You know what? I didn't think about that, and it, that totally would make sense. Like, Which, we should look at that. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, just throwing a reference to it there, uh, it makes sense that it, it yeah, would be the shorts. Yeah, especially such a deep cut, like, against Star Wars, and, like, ha-ha-ha. That's kind of cool. Do you know that Sam Jones... So, let's let's talk about this. You know that Sam Jones tried to sue Dino De Laurentiis about two and three... about. Uh, like for contractual or whatever. I, I knew that there were like uh, stuff went on, but I didn't know that it was like. Yeah, a so whole he tried lawsuit. to. So he tried to sue him for like comp, like compensation about kind of like you ruined my film career. Like you were supposed to do, like I'm I'm contracted to do two and three, and you're you're to pay me for two and three, but two and three didn't get made, and that was like the out. Like there was, this is supposed to be a trilogy. Um, and like you were saying, we were discussing this before about like, you know, like he walked out, like he got so pissed and he, like he got pissed over um, Samuel, Sam J. Jones. I keep calling him Samuel J. Jackson. Sam, Sam Jones got Sam J. Jones. Let's be pro- appropriate here. He got so pissed because I guess he gets cut in the face at one point during the whole thing. And it's not during the whip scene with him and, prince baron which is just it's just nutty but where his where he gets hit with the whip it, it keeps moving around his face where he's been hit <laughs> the blood marks um so it goes from one side to the other but he got so when he got he got hurt he got cut in the face and he he went to the hospital and uh dina de Laurentiis just showed up to look at his face to make sure that they could continue filming and i guess that prompted the fight that when they broke for christmas he uh he walked out and he was like, I'm done. And he didn't come back, which led to what you were discussing, Nick, the interesting, one of the, the most interesting factoids of this whole situation is what'd you, what'd you reiterate to me today about, about 
Flash Gordon and his uh, it, his he dialogue. Is, he's dubbed over by someone else. Uh, yeah. He is. Uh, they don't yeah. know his name, but <laughs> supposedly it's a guy named Pre- uh, Peter Marinker, who like it, he's not credited or anything like that. And I, dude, I did not find that out until probably two days ago that he's dubbed. And all I could do is stare at Flash Gordon's like mouth to see if it if it even syncs up. And like, GD, yeah, man, I, you've, I, you've had I me was looking for... because I I got curious after after like knowing that fact, and after like f- five minutes watching the movie, I was like. Yeah, they seem to do a pretty good job, and I just like I watched the movie instead. I was just like, I'm not gonna trace this man's lips. They do, they it's, do a good job. I'm a, not they, gonna change they, my head hand head cannon either. Do you know that? <laughs> do you know who else? Uh, do you know who else um, tried to be who they who they approached to be Flash Gordon, but oh, turned it down? Harrison Ford, I want to say. Oh yeah, I, no? I, I, I that was a guess. Um, God, who, who else would they have? gone with kurt russell kurt russell, kurt russell. oh that, says, that makes sense with the hair guy. he said it was too goofy and he's like yeah I'm, I'm good and they went and did uh he either did escape from new york first and then the finger thing and then escape from new york escape from new york and was it, first and and another thing that was really interesting is that they wanted to get uh schwarzenegger to play him which it, it like you're out of your mind the Got guy's it? way too big yeah he's way too big but then they did Dino De Laurentiis, he produced um, Conan, yeah, the Barbarian. Yeah, there's a well, which is pretty- a lot of a lot of Dino's career after this kind of makes sense with this trajectory that uh, that Flash Gordon brought him on because after he so, did Flash d- Gordon, he did uh, yeah he did Dune, he did uh, Conan the Barbarian, he did he had done Barbarella before that, um, which may it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense now that you you say that with the 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 Astro eroticism that is just all over this thing it's just like oh man this is this is really bad you know as i mentioned before it's Megan's really bad like, you... but it's really good yeah megan was like i told you i don't want to watch porno today <laughs> and like and then you then you put this thing on with the with them giving like the roofie juice to people and it's just it's so like dude i i know this movie's so terrible and it's so terribly awesome that I, like I cannot don't you like don't ever no one is to ever speak bad about Flash Gordon in any other way than it's just wonderfully bad like you just don't do it yeah it's no it's it's what I'm saying man it's it's that like it hits that that Sam Raimi Spider-Man like this is all really stupid but we're all taking this very sincerely and you should too it's it's that kind of it's that nice balance between like absolute goofiness and absolute like stupidity that's that's yeah just it's kind of wonderful like, we're taking you like we're taking it serious you should too but you know this is a joke and you better understand it, it there is a joke exactly. to this so what the the writer there uh i'm sorry that guy's name it just it slipped it's lorenzo Semple. yeah lorenzo Semple. um i guess taiko watiti did reach out to him and he wants him to to help write if this is going to happen i guess they haven't there is a there is a thing between them that with the flash gordon thing it's gonna get like he's gonna be on the writing for it so i because he i first heard that that movie was going to be uh animated i heard this was going to be like a stop motion something or other 
Yeah, and he wants he wants it live action from what I heard. They, yeah, they well, talked the, about that it's too. changed now because it's it's they announced this yeah, like but, a little bit ago. Like they're when when you yeah. say live action, do you mean like actors or do you mean like um, robot chicken live action? No, like no like actors, 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 actors. Actor, yeah, actors. I'm sorry. You know, who it, if but anybody, who, I would who definitely say to take robot away TV chicken is live action. Well, I mean, it's not okay. it's not cartoon animation. It's it's stop motion. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's just like, here's the thing. Who would you even? I don't even know who you would even in even cast. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. They, yeah, they, I get that, and it's just like, like I totally get that because he can, shr- like, he can shrink and he can get, he can get that, but he can get big too. And I was thinking about that. And then I was like, what's his is, name? So what's is his, Flash Gordon Chris supposed Pike? to be like a little guy? No, he's supposed to be. He's supposed to have a swimmer's body. A swimmer's he, body. Okay. Because polo guys are not big well, dudes. And polo Buster or Crab is like, polo? It's, it's polo, but um, Buster Crab is actually – Buster Crab is actually – he was an Olympian swimmer. And if you look at Alex Raymond's drawings, he is he's a very fit individual. And honestly, like someone – like I was thinking about it. It's just like you look at like uh, Chris Evans. I think Chris Evans would appearance wise would be great. And I think, I actually think he would be great. And I think, honestly, I think um, Ben Kingsley would be an amazing Ming. I think he would be great. I feel like would they, would they try and cast like, I know he's, I know he's not like supposed to be Chinese, but like, would they try and cast someone who is Chinese? Cause that's definitely the stereotype they're going for with his look. So what's what's the name of the guy that's in uh is it Ken Watanabe? Uh, who's the guy in what? No, who's the guy that's in um he was in uh Curse of the Golden Flower, he's in um he's he's actually in Tokyo Vice now. Um he was in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, he was the with he was the Asian pirate that was all scarred up. Um, I forget what it was, and I, I, I want to say it's Ken Watanabe, but that's not it. That's that's not it at all. It's I'm uh, drawing a blank. Xiao Yun Fat? No. Uh, who who are you talking about? From I've Curse of the Golden Flower pulled up. Is it Xiao Yun Fat? Uh, that's the. It said he was the emperor. Character. Then it's Xiao Yun yeah. Fat. Yeah. yeah, then it's Xiao Yun Fat. Xiao Yun Fat would be amazing, but. That's one thing that always kind of did sit with me was with Ming was that he he's not really Asian. Yeah, he has I, it's Asian like features. Really he he, he kind of looks like but, like the traditional comic version of the Mandarin. He does, and that's the thing is I don't picture him as being an Asian guy. Other than name is Ming. I mean that's that's just whatever. But I I don't picture him as as that, and I just think that I think Ben Kingsley would be would be great. But Ben Kingsley's really old and frail. And he's a he's a smaller guy, and I tell you, you know what I mean. It's that's the thing. Yeah, it, it very... ended up being like Mark Strong. <laughs> Mark Strong might be good. Um, this Ming's a psycho, but <laughs> he's <laughs> just like a normal, like very <laughs> like Englishman accent. <laughs> you should get what's his name, uh, Christoph Waltz. He's explosive enough. He's he's believably psychotic, and that's that's about it. Just, he's believable with a, with a shaved head and a and a big long Fu Manchu mustache. <laughs> that's a Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs>
God. That's a bingo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Flash Gordon. <laughs> Christoph Waltz. I, I love him. He's, he's so wonderful. That's how I say it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that they should ever really. I know that they, they tried to have on sci-fi. They had a Flash Gordon. Oh, God. Show. I looked at that. That looked awful. That looked it's, terrible. For the time, it's not bad. But it it, it wasn't too bad. Um, that just looked like like the the smallville version of of flash gordon yeah very much and i don't think that this movie should ever it's not that this movie shouldn't be remade i just think it it's there to be made i i don't yeah i don't want this continuity of flash gordon to be continued i i want a new version of flash gordon if we get anything at all after yeah it's 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 such a i am such a fan of that 1930s um comic comic style the same way with buck rogers um i know that it was what you would call um it was out in the free space out in the out in the it was when everyone lost its everyone lost the uh the licensing rights for it um when they, it just became like kind of like dead stock licensing and um like what, a company what happened called, to like copyright marvel free. ips after they let some of those yes. film rights expire like like Ghostbusters. Oh, you know what they should do? Uh, Take the cast from Dodgeball. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Vince Vaughn. Put Vince Vaughn as whatever as print. You as know, Ming. John Fat. John John Favreau is is Ming. Just bring, John dude. Favreau just is Ming. just screw it. I mean, what's it? What's it? Balls of Fury. Look at Balls of Fury. Like what they did with uh, you know, with Christopher Walken. You know, he he's like a he's like a goofy oh, Ming the Merciless. Yeah, Christopher, Walken Christopher Walken's too old to, he to is be too old. Ming now. So let's let's do you oh. know? So I was watching I was watching an interview with with uh Christopher Walken, and he dropped that at the time of the interview he was talking. It was a cooking interview, and he's like, "I'm at my home in Westport, Connecticut." I'm like, "Jesus Christ, who doesn't live in Westport, Connecticut? That's famous." Anyway, I don't know where that is. Like where he lives in Westport, but whatever. Um, so, like, so a company called Boom Comics picked up the the licensing rights for it, and they did a they did a quick run of Flash Gordon. And I thought one of the coolest parts about that was the spin that uh, the government wanted Zarkov. They wanted to arrest Zarkov because they believed he was building weapons of mass destruction when he was building the rocket to leave so i thought that was a really really good interesting take on it i thought that was really really cool um they did it they did a great job um i again i'd i'd love to see more flash gordon movies um i don't want to see a show but i would i I would not be opposed it might work as a show nowadays yeah i would not be able to pull it off i would not be opposed to an eight episode miniseries, HBO Max yeah. series, like yeah. HBO Max series, because just the amount of detail and the attention well, they could give. Is it is it still like great. wrapped up in in a bunch of legal crap right now? Because like it I, does it it does kind of seem like the rights are are a bit tangled at this point for for some yeah. of this. Well, things like IDW picked up where they grabbed up like G.I. Joe, they grabbed up Transformers, they grabbed up Turtles, Ghostbusters. I think they even grabbed Star Trek at one point. Um, they did a... Yeah, Rocketeer. They did a really, really good... Uh, they did some really cool stuff Star with their Wonder. properties. Like, even they, even when they picked up G.I. Joe, instead of starting it at Series 1 of, you know, at Issue 1 of 
G.I. Joe, Real American Hero. They, they, I think G.I. Joe ended at 181 on Marvel, and then IDW picked it up at 182. They just, it was issue 182, which was really, really cool. That was a, that was a cool move, man. But yeah, I definitely would, I would not be opposed at all. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I, I hope we see more of this because I, I, I ended up really liking this. So, um, I'd be down for more, but in the meantime, this is what we have, and I can't be mad at what we have. Good, uh, good talk, everyone. <laughs> uh, so, what are you excited for, Nick? What am I excited? Like, what for? What are you excited for? What's coming up that you're excited? I'm excited for, for Taika Waititi's uh, "The In Call," which he has to make before Flash Gordon, <laughs> and, it, and, uh, and his Star Wars project, Akira. which he has to make before Flash Gordon and Akira, his, and and all yeah. the other movies that he signed up for, and. His his stop motion movie about Michael Jackson's monkey and um, you know <laughs> you didn't hear about this. He was supposed to make a movie about no, bubbles, I but uh, I don't think that's happening anymore for uh, uh, obvious reasons. Maybe <laughs> unfortunate, unfortunate. Uh, anyway, um, Jim. In terms of what I'm actually excited for, um, I. I don't know. I, I've been mentioning stuff, you know. Marvel's my jam. We'll see what what's yeah, happening I, with I DC. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm kind of uh, looking happening. forward to Doctor Strange. I think that's the next movie I'll, I'll see in the theater. Is probably Doctor Strange. Yeah, very good. I think uh, I think I'm excited for Under the Banner of Heaven. I'm really looking forward to that. What is that? Um, I really, um, Andrew Garfield movie. Uh, oh, Andrew Garfield yeah. show. I I saw the commercials for the end of the month yeah end of the month that's coming out um i really want to see that i was actually hoping that i don't know why i was really hoping that the impression i got from tokyo voice device was gonna it was gonna be more like a uh, true detective but i'm hoping that maybe under the banner heaven might pick that up instead that feeling um i think i'm excited for that more than you know and, and actually the more i see of the northman i really want to see the northman yeah, I've I've heard uh, uh, Robert Eggers say some interesting things about the production now at this point. He talked about how it's not necessarily the movie that he set out to make. It is, it's now the most entertaining version of the movie that he set out to make, but not necessarily the one that he wanted to make, which I found to be is an it, interesting comment. Is it his lawnmower riding movie that everyone's been waiting? <laughs> I, uh, is that, is that his lawnmower movie? I wouldn't movie? say so. I wouldn't say so. <laughs> No, this is hey, this this has Vikings statement. fighting against a volcano, so it's um it's it's not his lawnmower riding movie, I'll tell you that much. You wanna leave that up to David Lynch? <laughs> where's See, where's my straight started... story remake, man? There it is, it's called The Northman. <laughs> but if the North if it was set on, you know, Viking warlands And lawnmowers so. didn't exist yet it, and, and there nope. were no grasses to be cut and it's metaphorical. Just it's metaphorical. See, we wrapped it back to episode five. That's what we do. That's all we ever do here is just wrap things back around. Uh, that's not true. Um, but it's a Tarantino thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Pulp Fiction of podcasts, actually. <laughs> all right, with, with, all right, with that comment, yeah. awesome with that comment, uh, let's let's uh, let's put an end to this episode. <laughs> Alexander Kenny's Awesome World at Universal Studios. This this episode <laughs> has been sponsored by Awesome World uh, at uh, Universal Studios uh, 
uh, Iowa. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you, thank you to our sponsor, Awesome World, um, for for bringing us a, a Flash Gordon discussion. <laughs> all right, I'll see y'all next time. Ah, flash. Ah! There you go. It'll save every one of us. Universe. All right, see you guys. Bye. Later. Bye.